From CPR News and Denver 7, this is Real Talk. Everyone loves Colorado's outdoors, but not everyone can enjoy them the same way. I thought pretty much everything was over. One state park is leading the way to get people with disabilities outside. Words can't describe how good it feels. I'm Nathan Heffel. This week on Real Talk, accessibility in Colorado, from the trails to the slopes. Welcome to Real Talk. I'm Denver 7's Micah Smith. And I'm Colorado Public Radio's Nathan Heffel. Each week, in a partnership between Denver 7 and CPR, we have a real talk about issues impacting underrepresented people across Colorado. Last week, we took a look at equity in Colorado's outdoors, and this week, we're talking accessibility at our state's ski resorts and on our trails. We begin at Staunton State Park near Conifer in Jefferson County, west of Denver. The team there is making sure everyone can get out and experience our state's beauty. Oh, sunshine. There's nothing quite like nature. Yeah, where are we going to go? The fresh air against your skin. Alrighty. The vast smells like pine and dew. Okay. For Lisa Willman, imprints from a go-anywhere wheelchair with thick treads instead of wheels. Well, you don't want to give me that much leeway. You might not see me for the rest of the day. Leaves behind a trail that represents far more than the average eye would pick up. In September of 2014, I had a motorcycle accident and became a what they call an incomplete quad. Lisa and her husband moved to Colorado to be outside. At that time, I thought pretty much everything was over. It, it was horrible. I specifically remember watching somebody walk their dog across the street and it just tore me up. I'm like, I'm not even ever going to be able to do anything like that. She thinks back to her volunteer position at Staunton State Park in Jefferson County, one she's had for nearly a decade. At a volunteer meeting we had here about two weeks before my accident, Ted had brought the track chair up and had it at the volunteer meeting because he wanted people to see it and what it was. You know, unbeknownst to me, within months, I'd be using it. Now, all these years later. God, what a beautiful, look at that blue sky. Strapped into her solid black track chair with a joystick to steer and storage for her backpack. Her humor on display and a smile on her face. I want to do this thing in the snow so bad. She's like a kid in a candy store on the trails. I just, words can't describe how good it feels. Unlike other wheelchairs, all-terrain powered track chairs can conquer different obstacles. Think of them as four-wheel drive wheelchairs. It's tank-esque tracks allow the person using it to traverse rocks, creeks, tall grass, uphill climbs, and even sand. I love going over the the bumps and the rocks. We're not on our time schedule. We work together with them to say, how long do you want to be out here? We can take over and operate the chair if someone gets fatigued or wants to <clears throat> tilt the chair back and take in the scenery. Kristen Waltz, the program director at Staunton State Park, says her park has paved the way for Colorado. Similar programs are in South Dakota, Georgia, Michigan, and Minnesota, and Kristen says more are bound to pop up. To be able to support other parks, I think right now I have three emails in my inbox of parks who have reached out. We're ready to really take it nationwide and support other programs as they get started. Track chairs can change people's lives. Oh, definitely. They're also giving them hope <laughs> and a reason to travel just for these opportunities. We probably get close to 100 reservations on day one and fill up for a lot of the summer, but we are always working to get people in um, midweek if they're coming from out of state. Lisa's the first to tell you 
being in this track chair, experiencing the sights and sounds of nature. Am I going too fast? Creates independence. Many people crave and deserve. Don't accomplish anything if you let the fear keep you from doing it. Micah, these track chairs are simply amazing. They open up the entire essentially outdoor world to people that typically would have to maybe stay on a path or something that's a little bit more stable. But these chairs are amazing. And I love to see her excitement and just that rebirth of saying, I can be out in the outdoors. I can still take these trails. Very, very cool. Well, we want to continue this talk about accessibility on Colorado trails. Staunton State Park Manager Zach Taylor joins us now. Zach, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So this track chair program is really a model for other parks across the country. For those that have never used one before, what's their first impression? A lot of people are surprised. You know, they come either in a wheelchair, they come with some sort of a disability that doesn't allow them to normally hike on a trail. So for them to see a motorized wheelchair with these tank-like treads, you can just see the enthusiasm and the excitement of them being able to get out and get out on the trails, away from the concrete jungle, away from the people, to be out in nature again. The, the, their faces usually light up with with enjoyment. So, so we saw kind of the experience, but what have you experienced in terms of when people sit in that chair and when they're like, okay, I can go left, I can go right, I can go up, I can go down, I can go essentially anywhere. It's a freedom. You know, it's, it, it really is that, that ability for them to forget the issues they may be dealing with or their past. And they can then experience something that they either had a chance to before or they've never had a ch- to experience again. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that once they sit down on that chair, um, the comfort that the chair provides, the ability for it to tilt and lean, the comfort, you know, of the padding, et cetera. And then, like I said, a lot of them actually enjoy hitting all the bumps and hitting the rocks and, and going over those because, again, they're used to the, the wheelchair on the, on the floor or on the concrete, and this is that chance for them to go out and experience it. And so it's, it's been tremendous. A lot of the times, actually, one of the things that I really enjoy is seeing those folks come back in the rainstorm. And there, again, they haven't been out in, a, in, in the storm before, after their accident or, or or due to their condition and they're smiling and they're soaking wet but they're having the time of their life because they are out there experiencing it and it's amazing so this has the capability of going on different terrain different trails what kind of elevation gains are we talking as well sure so the the main trail head there at stone starts at about 8400 feet in elevation the, the higher points are about 9500 but the chair itself um, has a, a long range. And so most of the trails that we send folks out on are about three to four miles. These things can go for about six hours on the full charge. And depending on the user and how aggressive they are, obviously try to drive it. Um, but these things can go just about anywhere. When we first started looking at them, you know, they had a, a, a grade of about 25%. So if you look at, you know, your normal sidewalk at zero, these things are going That's up a fairly steep yeah. terrain. So they can go just about anywhere. We have about nine to 10 miles of trails that they can access within Staunton on different loops and different areas. Um, there are actually a couple other programs at Bar Lake now has one. So there's some trails um, that surround that reservoir, as well as out near Ridgeway, which again is kind of uh, on the western slope of Colorado, but has that steeper terrain and different tra- um, styles of trails for these folks to go on. Now, for Staunton State Park, you have volunteer opportunities surrounding this program. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. It's one of the, the best parts of our program is it's kind of like a guide, right? So these volunteers come out, they know the park, they know the history, they know what these chairs can do. And so we, we do. We send a volunteer out with every hike that goes out in the park, um, twofold, to, to provide, obviously, the experience of what they're seeing, where they're going. Um, we provide different equipment. So obviously we have rain jackets, we've got stuff for, for pets, we have brochures, et cetera. But they're also kind of that catalyst for other people because obviously we have multiple users in the park that are going to see these chairs 
to see these folks hiking and they stop and ask questions. Well, the hiker wants to go out and enjoy the experience of a hike and not stop and talk to folks. So our volunteers do that. And so they, they take that, that pressure off of the folks that are hiking in the park and allow them to go experience it. Uh, many of our volunteers um, support not only this program, but many other activities. So we, the chairs themselves can go out to our fishing ponds. And so our, our volunteers are angling experts, they're bird experts, they're mammal and you know, the, the invertebrates that are around the park. So the, these volunteers uh, come out and, and they go for a hike too, but they're there to provide that great experience for our, our hikers. Zach, renting the chair is free. What other information should people know about before coming out and trying to explore? So, so the, the, the hardest part about that is just getting to the park. So one of the things that we've noticed, again, we talk about accessibility, but you know, the travel up to 85, obviously coming to, to a state park and then experiencing a trail for the first time, if you haven't, um, or getting back on a trail is definitely the most difficult part. But in all reality, the program is extremely simple. Um, we actually have equipment to transfer folks from either their vehicle um, to their chair and then obviously their chair to our track chairs. Um, and vice versa. And so we, we try to provide it as inclusive as possible for anybody that might come out. We've had folks that are three years old. They've operated the chairs better than most because they're used <laughs> to the video games. But uh, we've also had the folks that are in their, their 90s or, you know, even a 102-year-old came out and you know, operated the chair and was able to go out and, and experience the park where he may not have before. So, um, yeah, the, the most difficult thing is really just getting there. And a lot of our folks, you know, either need a caregiver or some sort of a transportation. That's been one of the things that we're, we're trying to work on and work towards is how can we provide the resource to go get these folks and bring them out and have that experience. Incredible. I love hearing about the program. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up this real talk. But Zach Taylor with Staunton State Park, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Our real talk on outdoor accessibility takes us to Breckenridge next. Where there was excitement on the slopes as kids with disabilities experienced adaptive skiing. And that's just one of many adaptive sports kids with disabilities in Colorado can play. This is Real Talk. This is Real Talk, and today we're having a real talk about accessibility in Colorado's outdoors. That's right. Now get this, a ski trip for any kid is a treat, right? Well, for a group of kids who visit our state from Florida, it's a brand new experience in more ways than one. Number 7's Amy Wattis joined the group as they explored Breckenridge. 12-year-old Jade Hemphill. I'm honestly kind of um, scared at first. I'm kind of actually kind of excited now. <laughs> Feels like a lot of us do when facing a big new hurdle. First time in the snow. She's seen snow before, but never played in it, yet alone skied down it. What are you most excited about? Adventure. We're going to start off kind of slow and just getting used to what these feel on snow. She's learning the ropes from Breckenridge Ski Resort's ski staff. Her parents waiting at the bottom of the slopes as she masters a new skill. Pretty amazing. You know, we couldn't believe it. Like when she came down, the first time she was a little bit scared, but the second time she was having so much fun. Jade has spina bifida. Her parents adopted her from China four years ago. And we just knew she was going to be our daughter. It's been an amazing journey with her. This trip to Breckenridge, part of that journey. We are so grateful for wheelchairs for kids to give us like this opportunity, like you said, to come up here and to have her ski and just be like every other kid, you know, have opportunities to have fun. The Florida nonprofit is dedicated to improving the lives of children with physical disabilities. This is the second time they've taken a group skiing. Once we saw the reaction of the kids and the families and the bonding and the kids recognizing that they can do things they never dreamed possible, 
It was like, we have to do it again. Madeline Robinson runs wheelchairs for kids, making these moments possible for kids like Jade and 15-year-old Aaron Miller. It was good fun. What was your favorite part? Sliding down the mountain. A lot of times, you know, they're not invited to birthday parties. They don't get invited to the movies with their peers at school. So we've got our community. The nonprofit teamed up with Breckenridge Outdoor Education Center, which provides ski and snowboard lessons for people with disabilities and special needs. It's a really rewarding job for, for all of my staff and myself and giving people an opportunity to get on the hill and enjoy the sports that we all love to do. Something they love to do and love to share. That was cool. That was great. I actually got to experience the everything and have snowball fights. And something kids like Jade will never forget. In Breckenridge, Amy Wattis, Denver 7. Listen, Jade is a go-getter. Yeah. It took me 30 years to try skiing, and there she is just flying down the mountain. Oh, so much fun. That has got to be just one of the best things, feeling that speed going down that mountain. <laughs> well, adaptive skiing is just one sport kids with disabilities can enjoy. Places like Special Olympics Colorado offer many others for all kids to take part in. We have Heather Cluck with us now. She's a coach at Special Olympics Colorado, and her daughter has played in a number of sports with Special Olympics. Heather, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah. So first, tell us about your 11-year-old daughter, Avery. Uh, she has particip participated in a number of sports yeah. with uh, Special Olympics Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Avery is 11. Um, she joined her first Special Olympics team um, five years ago, um, and it was an adaptive cycling team, which was very neat. She had never ridden a bike before because she didn't understand, you know, how to pedal and how to keep her her arms, you know, in uh, put in the right direction for turning and things like that. So um, we didn't know what to expect, but she just took off and blossomed. And that's kind of what got us hooked on Special Olympics in the first place. But then um, bowling. And for the first time this year, she tried snowshoeing and loved it. <laughs> and then she just started swim season. So, so tell me about some of the adaptive, like adaptive bicycling. Yep. What does that entail? Um, so there are different options available for bikes. Uh, most of them are tricycles so that the um, athletes don't have to balance. Um, and they can come with um, supportive backs, side pieces, um, straps to keep the torso and um, body straight on the seat, and some steering bars, things like that. You mentioned so, Avery blossomed. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about the impact this has had on her? Have you seen her confidence get built up a little bit as well? Absolutely. I can't even tell you how much it has changed her life. I mean, we didn't know if things were in Avery's capabilities, to be honest. And to see her gain stamina, endurance, strength, pride, that was a huge one. Confidence, a feeling of camaraderie, being surrounded by her peers. It's just all priceless. Can can you let our, our viewers and listeners know um, what what Avery's experiencing um, that that makes her a part of Special Olympics? Um, so she was born with a rare genetic condition called Accardi syndrome. Um, she wasn't diagnosed right away, so we had a lot of like what ifs um, throughout her her younger years. Um, but she has multiple brain malformations, um, eye malformations, and very difficult to control seizures um, that typically happen every day. Um, so that's hard for her. She's grown up with um, gait challenges, um, strength challenges, um, balance, coordination, things like that. And then, of course, the seizures and 
developmental delays. Yeah. So we know the equipment um, used for the adaptive sports can be really expensive. Can you talk to me about how your family is trying to deal with that expense in terms of purchasing the equipment? Um. Well, most of the things haven't been too bad except for cycling. So um, when she first started um, with the team, we looked for used bikes and they didn't quite fit her needs, but at least they were something so that we could try. Um, and then we were able to come across um, an organization called the Two Angels Foundation and they give out grants for special needs bikes. So we did that and that bike lasted her for a few years. And then this last year, she kind of outgrew that and she got so strong and so fast that <laughs> it was hard to keep up with her and she would tip the bike over even with 50 pounds in the bottom to kind of stabilize her. She just got stronger, <laughs> stronger and faster. So um, her the, her current bike is a tandem bike. So her dad or I can ride behind her and guide her so that she doesn't go into oncoming traffic and things like that. So and that was gifted to us last Christmas through... Um, the Charlotte's Web Foundation, actually. So we were very blessed to have that because that one is over $10,000. They are extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, from biking to snowshoeing, I know there is a moment of joy to share. We love having that on Real Talk. Um, Ava received a unique award during a snowshoeing race. Tell us about that. Oh, only my kid, I swear. <laughs> she she will only do what she wants to do. So that's something that's beautiful to see, you know, her compete in Special Olympics. Like she would not do it if she didn't want to. Um, so we were at regional competition and she was about two feet away from the finish line. And she pulled out a little yogurt covered pretzel, stopped and ate it. Right at the finish line. Before she finished the race. <laughs> okay, Avery, that's my girl. Yeah, so her award um, at the end of the season was the finish line snacker. So, <laughs> wow, that is incredible. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much again for being with us here today. Real quick, we only have a few seconds left. Yeah. If we want to find out more about Special Olympics fundraisers, things like that, where can we go? Um, first, for general information, go to specialolympicsco.org. And then we do have um, some uh, fundraiser polar plunge going on right now. Um, so it's the same web address forward slash polar plunge and there's opportunities to volunteer to donate to become a coach to become an athlete and a participant all kinds of opportunities all right well thank you so much heather tell avery we said hey and we I understand will. the need for a snack i will <laughs> dubbed as the trip advisor for people with disabilities a colorado mom created the resource she couldn't find anywhere else we introduce you to Explorist, which is helping families find inclusive spaces across our state. This is Real Talk. This is Real Talk. I'm Nathan Heffel, and today we're talking accessibility in Colorado's outdoors. Yeah, we've explored a number of places this episode that are helping to make our state more accessible for those with disabilities. But it can still be daunting to find a space that's truly inclusive. That's right. Angela Wilson from Explorus joins us this Real Talk. All right, Angela, tell us about Explorus.com. Explorus.com is the DEI travel website that provides the details that people with all levels of disabilities, all different types as well, audiovisual, uh, mobility, cognitive, can find those answers to those granular questions that we require so that we can narrow down our, uh, the appropriate 
like opportunity. Is there a ramp here or is there braille? That type of, of correct. I see. Correct. Those really granular because the families like mine usually just had to call or email and why have everybody do it? There needs to be one repository yeah. for those for that database. Talk to us a little bit more about your family's specific experiences that led to this. Well, um, my son Samuel, um, yeah no no wait take your time so uh before we we started taping you you did mention that that sam passed about three he did die on uh march 17th yeah uh, for uh 12 days before his 14th birthday so yes um my son uh had intellectual and physical disabilities where and it was a gradual progression so with we really were able to kind of go with the flow. It wasn't an an immediate, oh my God, we have to make a left-hand turn. But it was the impetus for Explorers because it takes two to three times as long minimum to try and find those granular details that you require because you have to, they're not aggregated in one place. A lot of times they're wrong or just people think something is the word accessible can mean so many different things so if you have audio an audio disability does a ramp really help you or if you have a walker will asl translation help so having a comprehensive database of those granular details really um helps uh you know, really helped us be able to provide those details to the tens of thousands, almost a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand website visitors a month we've had over the past eighteen months. And how many places do you have listed on your site that cover the entire state of Colorado? Predominantly, uh, right now it's Denver Metro. Um, there's a little over five hundred that have. This is. Not just outdoor stuff, but museums and, uh, heck, anything you can think of, tours and and so trail. Could businesses talk to you and be like, hey, we, we want to know if this is a place that we can list because we have these accessibility options. Correct. That can come to you. Absolutely. We do have the questions that can be answered that can guide you through those granular details. Because, yeah, accessible it just means t too many different things. Mm. Well, Angela, we just want to say we can feel your love for your son or Sam. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Also, we talked about the power of a pissed off mom. <laughs> Look yeah. at what it's doing. Explorers.com. Very, very cool. And that's this week's episode of Real Talk. Every week, we will be having a real talk on issues that impact Coloradans who are often overlooked. And you can find all of our shows at denver7.com slash realtalk or online at cpr.org slash realtalk. Have a great day.